The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Bit of a tough one, right? Um, I, I won't spend this entire episode talking about Guilafleur again. I think the Habs, you know, as they always do, they did a great job uh, giving a tribute to him at the beginning of that game. But really, you know, first game back at the Bell Center since he passed away, I think it's one that you really wanted to win, right? Unfortunately, they don't. Uh, they lose 5-3 to three to the Boston Bruins. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and... Um, yeah, little little gutted about that one. It you know it it started out and seemed like right off the bat like this was going to be a pretty bad one. Um, the Bruins were getting the better chances throughout the first period, uh, heavily out shooting the Habs. I think it was seventeen nine at the end of the period, and uh, of course, you know first fifteen minutes, Samuel Montembeau standing tall, doing a really good job keeping them in the game. Uh, but with five minutes to go, uh, just a mess in front of the Habs net in terms of coverage. Brad Marchand throws it out front. It ricochets to Patrice Bergeron. He puts it in, makes it one nothing. Then we have a penalty shot for the Bruins. More on that later because I really didn't like that call at all. But uh, Eric Howla gets a penalty shot. He beats Monty with a straight shot, makes it two to nothing, and that's how the first period would end. And again, it felt after watching that first period like they were going to get run over, which would have been really disappointing, uh, especially with the tribute to Guy Lafleur in that game. You know, you wanted to be competitive in that game at least, right? Well, they actually stay in this one, right? They get a five-on-three to start the second period. It doesn't go, but then they get one on the five-on-four afterwards. Josh Anderson gets a rebound off a Jeff Petrie shot, puts it in on the backhand, makes it two to one. Then we have an absolute garbage goal by the, the Bruins. Um, well, I thought it was a garbage goal anyways. Uh, Howla again, uh, he takes a, just throws a pass out into the middle. Um, or sorry, receives a pass. Howla's the one who scored. Um, Cole Caulfield just can't get back and, and stop it. And it makes it 3-1 to one for the Bruins. Late period, we have a 4-on-4. Four four. Uh, face-off win to Charlie McAvoy. I, I think they might have given that one to McAvoy. I'm not sure if it got tipped on the way through, but... Um, that makes it four to one, and then now I'm kind of back to feeling like I was at the beginning of the, at the or at the end of the first period, where I'm, you know, are we going to get run over in the Gilaflar game? But you know, credit to the Habs, they battled back in this one. Uh, puck over the glass penalty against the Bruins about four minutes into the third period. Habs cash in right away, very similar to uh, the Bruins when they got one on the faceoff. Uh, they win the faceoff, goes. Directly over to Mike Hoffman, claps one in, makes it four to two, and with twelve minutes left in the period, we get back into this thing. Mathieu Perrault goes into the corner, just fires a beautiful pass into the slot to Nick Suzuki. He rips it, makes it four to three. 
Habs would eventually pull Samuel Montembeau to try and go for the extra skater, try and tie the game up late. Uh, they did get some pretty good chances with the net empty. Um, they, they tried, but Patrice Bergeron scores again, gets the empty netter, and makes it 5-3, to three, your final score. So, first thing I want to talk about is that penalty shot call. Um, and I'm putting a gif of it into the, uh, into the article on Eyes on the Prize. Th- that's not a penalty shot. Number one, I mean, Hallow just drops his stick. Hoffman, you know, there's plenty of valid criticism about Mike Hoffman, but this was not his fault. He goes hands over hands, which you should do in that situation. You know, you're trying to take the puck away. You're trying to stop a breakaway. He, like, Hallow drops his stick. He's holding his stick in one hand, and he obviously just let it go. I'm not saying he embellished or anything. I mean, maybe going hands over hands helped knock the stick out. But that's not a penalty. I understand calling slashing when you break the stick. Like if I slash you directly on the middle of your stick and I snap it in half. Obviously, well, I've taken away the scoring chance because I slashed your stick. But going hands over hands, like just it really grinds my gears when refs call that a slash. And it grinds my gears even more when they give somebody a penalty shot for it. I mean, that, that's a ridiculous call to me, and obviously it had an impact on the game. I mean, if that penalty shot doesn't happen, maybe the Habs could have, well, I mean, hypothetically, you don't want to play around with too many hypotheticals, but they could have been tied at the end of the third period instead of, you know, losing down by one, pulling your goaltender and getting an empty netter scored against you. I don't know. I thought that was a terrible call. Um, and again, Mike Hoffman getting a lot of criticism this year, and a lot of it's valid, but he had a pretty good game, and I thought that was a good play, and I don't think it was fair that they called that a penalty shot. Now, I don't want to pretend that officiating was, you know, the reason the Habs lost that game. I think getting brutally outshot in the first, um, you know, that absolute mess in front of their net and coverage uh, was a bigger part than the officials, but, you know, the, the officiating played a role in that game, and uh, I didn't like it. Um... There wasn't a whole lot to like, except for when they started to battle back. So I think really key takeaway from this one is that they battled back. They didn't quit. <clears throat> you know, I think you you wanted to go out and win that game, obviously, for Guy. But, uh, you know, I, I think you, you got to be proud of the fact that they actually stayed in that game. Because it could have got out of hand. Uh, it could have been a, a runaway for the Bruins. And uh, they, they managed to stay in it. So uh, I, I appreciated that at the very least. On a more concerning note... They had to emergency recall Caden Primo today because apparently Carey Price is injured again. We don't have a ton of information. We don't know how long he's going to be out. But uh, that's not great. I mean, he really didn't look super good in the previous game. Um, and I, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's still something lingering from that surgery that he got. Maybe. I honestly have no idea. Uh, the team's probably not going to tell us. They're going to keep everything you know, under wraps as they tend to do. Um, but as of right now, it kind of doesn't look like we're going to see him again this season. And maybe that's for the best. Maybe he can take more time to, you know, really recover. Getting in a couple of games, at least let him know kind of, you know, where he's at in his recovery. And then uh, I guess from there, we, we just got to wait and see if he's going to be able to be ready for next season or not. Um, I truly hope that he is, but you, you never know, especially with knees. He's had a number of knee problems throughout his career, and when you start having a lot of knee problems, you, you never know what's going to happen with that. Silver lining of the night. Um, Could have gone in a few different directions. I'm going to go with Mike Hoffman. Uh, scored a big goal, uh, and I thought he actually had a pretty decent game. One of his better ones. Now, it's not to say it was perfect, right? 
obviously the the penalty shot call I, I think a lot of people were piling on him on Twitter and I, I again I, I don't think that was a penalty shot I think that was the wrong call and uh, I thought it was a pretty good game from him overall and yeah I'm, I'm giving him the silver lining because you know he is under contract with the team and if he's supposed to be part of this team next year then um, obviously they'll need him to be a little bit better than he has been throughout the course of the season but you know, playing a game like the way he did against the Bruins, getting that key power play goal. That, that's what he's there for. He's there to boost your power play. If he can start doing that more often, it's good news for the Montreal Canadiens. And last, but certainly not least, uh, we got to talk about the draft position, man, because at this point, the Habs have locked up, at worst, a top four pick. So worst case scenario from here on out into the draft lottery, the absolute worst they can get is number four. So, I mean... <laughs> When you have a horrible season like this, obviously you you want to get the first overall pick, and I think that's still within reach. I don't know if they're going to be able to finish last. Um, We've talked about this before, right? The Arizona Coyotes are going to be pretty tough to take out of that final spot. Um, They're really bad. Like The Habs are bad. They're really bad. And right now the Habs are sitting at, what, 51 points still? And we look at the Western Conference, Arizona, well, they also have 51 points. So we're, we're right there. I don't know. Um, Arizona's got a tough schedule the rest of the way out. We only got two games left. So if the Habs can... And, oh, Arizona has a game in hand. They're only at 79 games. Well, you know, we, we might be able to finish last. We might. Who knows? We got two games left. We'll see if the Habs win one of those and uh, make things a little bit more difficult on themselves. I don't know. Um, you know, the way they're playing right now, it seems like it's going to be tough because uh, they're coming out flat a lot like they did in this game against the Bruins. Brutal first period. Big reason why they were not able to stay tied in that game or force overtime. I mean, it sucks. But the good news is we're going to have a high draft pick, again, at worst, fourth overall, which, again, you're, you're going to get somebody in that range that's going to be a, a very good contributor at some point I don't know if at fourth overall whoever we get like a lot of people talked about Uri Slavkovsky Slavkovsky I can't even pronounce his name but I think other than Shane Wright I don't know who else is going to jump immediately into the NHL um, so here's hoping that they win the draft lottery uh, I'm going to cut it off there we're running what well just over 10 minutes so c'est une soirée pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien uh, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, I love the show.